you guys, it's Kilowatt. I'm on my way to work. I'm on my way to drive a 72. Ah! Just kidding. That was fucking lame. <laughs> I just did like a fuck ton of silly Snapchat, so you have to forgive me. I'm like five years old, okay? I can't contain my joy. Um, okay. So, fun fact we had a lunar eclipse last night in Gemini at eight degrees my eighth house and in the next two weeks the veil between the living and the dead or the world of the living and the dead or the spirit realm and our current reality state of 3d um is gonna be super fucking thin so if you have any psychic abilities you're gonna this it'll be incredibly heightened um on top of the lunar eclipse there is also neptune going direct which is sort of a, it's going to be fun for people with addiction issues. Oh yeah, welcome. Um, so buckle up, my fellow transit riders. <laughs> you shall be experiencing the drunk dude on the bus. Um, or the, you know, the tweaker off Lavelle. Uh, fortunately, I'll be driving the number one craziest bus route in Portland. So this is going to be some fun story time. I can't wait to tell you all the things, all the exciting things. Um, fingers crossed it's uneventful. Uranus is still opposite my Mars-Pluto conjunction, which means I could fucking die at any moment. Which is why it's so brilliant of me to um, Snapchat, drive, and make podcasts. <laughs> I'm so stupid sometimes. Moving on. Uh, it's, it's a gorgeous day. I'm ready. I'm going to check in on Jake this afternoon, so if I get a little teary-eyed, you'll have to bear with me. But I figured I'm going to try something different, since it's, I don't know, I just feel like I want to produce more um, material of substance. So, throughout the day, if I feel like I can share anything with you, I'll add to a podcast, so it'll become like a snippet of... um, me leaving and returning. It was something about that with the Thanksgiving special that I was like, oh, I could fucking do that. Except for on Thanksgiving, I had nothing to say. Um, so whenever I have like gems of astrology or life lesson things, I, I'll just pop on here and say shit. Like things that occur to me. Little like epiphanies. Um, another thing that I realized this morning is that there is no guidebook to understanding how to love yourself and, like, be in a relationship for me. Like, I don't understand how to love myself and be in a relationship. I always put everything in the other person. Um, I was thinking about that and reflection time. And I realize that that's probably why a majority of my relationships fail. And I don't want to fucking do that. I want to love myself completely always and learn how to be in a partnership, a healthy partnership where I'm actually like normal. Um, because there's that extreme side of me that will give everything to the other person. And then my fucking cup is empty and that's not how we roll. That's just not a good way to live your life. Cause I'm here to do shit too. And if this fucking truck doesn't let me in, 
I'm going to freak out. Okay, cool. Thank you. Anyway, I'll, I'm going to go because that was the little piece of info I wanted to share. I love you guys. I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. This is going to be a good podcast. You're going to be so excited. It won't be me singing in the shower drunk for seven minutes, and it certainly won't be me talking about whatever the fuck I talked about on Thanksgiving. Clouds? I don't know. Anyway, I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, guys. Brief snippet. I got on my bus today, and one of my passengers told me I was a celebrity, which is fucking hilarious because I don't think so. But he was like, no, you actually are because I saw you on the news. <laughs> He's talking about the time that I fucking that I got put in quarantine for three weeks. I was like, that's not what I want to be a celebrity for, dude. That's not cool. I thought you were going to tell me about my, my super neato awesome podcast. He was talking about a fucking COVID-19. So that was funny. I'm watching some poor woman get pulled over in a car that looks exactly like mine. Only she's getting pulled over by like... Fuck, if this car would stop staring. Looks like a Kia. I guess they have undercover cop cars and Kias now. That fucking blows. (laughs) This poor girl. (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway. Yeah, I just wanted to share that with you. Oh, there's some drama going down. I'm so perplexed as to what's going on. Oh, this is kind of a stupid fucking episode. It seems like it's just going to be a lot of me having ADD. (laughs) Some random dude walks up to the woman who's getting pulled over by the cop and starts, like, trying to hit on her. (laughs) The cop's clearly sitting behind. That's cute. Or it could be actually her boyfriend, maybe. That makes more sense. Look at me just creating this horrible story. You know, he's probably just waiting for his lady. Anyway. He seemed to be laughing quite a bit, so it's possible he is waiting for his girl. Yeah, so welcome to Celebrity Kilowatts uh, podcast. Fucking <laughs> COVID 19 celebrity. Shit, it's already time for me to go. Damn it. All right, bye. Hey, it's Kilowatt. I'm on my way home. I failed you hardcore. Didn't do what I thought I was going to do, mainly because I just didn't find the, the words or the time. Um, so just kidding on that idea. But the plus side is I do have some fun, fun stories to tell you. Um, first of all, I got to meet, so it's always exciting when one of my regular passengers finally decides that it's time we exchange names. Cause it's cute. Like I'll drive them around for fucking years and never know what their name is. And it's, it's awesome. Um, but today, uh, one of my special passengers, Mario, introduced himself, gave me some candy, and expressed to me how scared he was to get COVID. <laughs> but he's a cool guy. I mean, this guy is probably the sweetest. He's so social, right? And um, he's very, like, he's just, 
he's harmless and he's sweet and his intentions are always very good. And he's got like a childlike, uh, demeanor. And so I, I vibe with that. Cause when I work, I feel like a fucking five-year-old and I'm like playing on a kitty ride. Like that's how it feels. Um, so he and I were chatting and he expressed to me that he was very, like, he was afraid of the COVID, you know? Um, and he's like, you know, I thought about it and I talk to so many people all the time. And this dude does like every time I see him, he's sitting there having a nice conversation with a complete stranger, like waiting at a bus stop. And he's just super social and he's very just genuinely sweet. And he's like, you know, I, I talked to so many people and I thought maybe I shouldn't do that. And he said, I tried doing that. And then I found myself getting sad. And he's like, I think when I talk to other people and I can make them happy, I'm not as sad. And I was like thinking about it. I was like, well, it's probably, you know, the same way. Like today I picked up a fucking passenger, my very first stop. Normally, uh, there's nobody there. And I find every time that there is, there's always like some super crazy story that ties to it. And this guy was like not having a good fucking day. He didn't have any money. He was trying to get out uh, toward the steel bridge, which I thought was really worrisome because he, I asked him, oh, how's your day going? And he was obviously camping, okay, on Swan Island. And he was like, fucking shit. It's all shit. It's always shit. And I was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I hope your day uh, improves exponentially. Uh, and he didn't think that was funny. And so I just said, you know, if it makes you feel better, I got a lot of shit going on, too. So you're really you're not alone. Um, and then he started off on a like he must have had something going on mentally. He was having some type of sentence like a conversation with himself about the others who put uh uncomfortable positions onto other people uh with regard to like simple greetings he's like everybody wants to know how you are and then nobody actually wants to hear how you are and I was like well no I genuinely do and he's like no not you and I was like oh okay sorry and um I sort of corrected him a little bit because he was going on like a real negative path and he's like, it turns out the person who asked you how you are ends up making you feel shittier, uh, than before you met them. And their intention was just to make you feel better, or maybe it's just to make themselves feel better, but either way you walk away feeling shittier. And I said, well, I guess that's pretty true. Right. And he's like, what? And I said, well, if you think about the, the power we all have within ourselves to take our energy and give it to another person and how that can influence them. Um, I imagine if you, you know, if you interact with enough people that are really shitty, you're going to feel real shitty. (laughs) If you don't have like a barrier, you know, like if you don't have a solid guard and he's like, yeah, it is contagious. I said, that's actually why I like what I do because I'm very contagious and I like to try and leave people in a better mood than before they got on my bus because I know that things can be really hard right now and we have this unlimited amount 
of potential in our day to increase the positive vibes in our city, especially right now. Like everything, everything for everyone is hard. Um, There's so much going on and it's so scary and it's so hard to express properly without feeling like you're having a fucking pity party. And so I, I explained to my passenger, Mario, um, the situation that played out between me and the other passenger. And I said, you know, I was having a really hard day. And when I picked him up and I was able to make him feel a little better, because I did at the end, he felt better. And he even caught the bus that he needed. He changed his mind from going to the steel bridge, thank God, because I was afraid he was going to fucking jump off of it. And he ended up taking a six. Um, And I was like, oh, thank God, you know, like he's not going to fucking kill himself. Uh, But I didn't say that to Mario. I was just thinking it in general. Um, But I told Mario, I said he was having like a really, really bad day. And I came in and I talked to him and I lifted him up. And by doing that, I felt better. So I can totally relate to what you just said about uh, fighting off depression and sadness by being a positive light for other people. And I said, I'd like you to think about the fact that you actually get it back. Whatever it is that you put out, you, you do get back. You get it back when you least expect it. You get it back when you need it the most. And it's always something very powerful. So if you put out real shit energy, you're going to get a kick in the ass. Like that's just my personal experience. Um, I don't like to say things out loud that I feel could manifest and become reality. Uh, I don't like it when other people do that because it's like speaking completely ignorant of the power that words have. There's something so powerful about spoken word. Um, You cannot be careless or reckless. You can't be careless or reckless with your thoughts. And they will start to manifest and, and turn into very negative, toxic energy if you don't take care of them. And so... Today, I was, I was really struggling with the thought of, of calling Jake and I avoided it. Um, I'm going to give him a call tomorrow, but I just avoided it. And I, and I caught myself and my little soapbox that I sit and stand and preach to you guys on by recognizing that I was thinking very negative things and those could manifest. And I need to be more aware of how I carry my thoughts, especially towards my children and my life. Okay. Um, so this is me just having this little powwow with you guys and this fucking car better get off my, it's a cop. God damn it. Why do I always podcast and then do it in front of a fucking cop? Oh yeah. He's definitely going to pull me over. I can sense it. I'm going real slow. <laughs> in your face, Watch if they fucking catch me podcasting. I will, I will die. Anyway, uh, my last... Oh, wow. Okay, never mind. Decided to go elsewhere. Um, Anyway, back to it. My last circle uh, was when I drove Mario. And so I was able to send him off 
feeling better about what he did. I said, you know, you probably influence so many people and make their day much better. And, and the sheer fact that like I come in contact with an entire city and high numbers of people can make a lot of difference if you make enough ripples of energy throughout this place that I love called PDX or Portland. Um, and I feel like, I don't know. I think after talking to Mario today, I genuinely felt like I had made a decent impact on the people around me. I like to uplift the vibe. Sometimes I get a little like complacent and I start to wonder if I make any difference at all. Um, I get a little dark, but that's just the Scorpio side of me. Usually it's just Mercury touching on my Pluto and I get real fucking dark, but it's always, uh, generally when I get dark like that, it's just because I'm trying to transform or come to some type of new epiphany. And I generally tend to catapult myself upward into a new level if I sit and, and go through the darkness. Like it sounds fucked up and weird, but it's true. Um, if I hermit myself off from the world or wall myself off, I have more time to consider what I didn't see before with all the loud noises and people and, you know, distractions. And so that's just stuff that I've picked up along the way. Um, oh fuck, it's foggy again. Dude, I can't handle this fog. It's scary as shit. And then you got fucking maniacs out here in their goddamn truck that just drive like 85 miles an hour in the fog. I mean, mind you, it's like thick motherfucking fog. Like, it's thick. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm going to miss my passengers, though. I mean, I get so familiar with them. And we get so in tune with each other. So when I have to leave a route that I've been on for, you know, six months, almost a year... I get fucking heartbroken. Like it breaks my heart. Like I can't fucking handle it. Um, I get so sad, but on the plus side, uh, I did run into Johnny who I've told you all before. He's, he's got some mental health issues. He's got some abuse issues, uh, substance abuse, but for the most part, he's a very sweet guy. I mean, he could literally be a fucking angel and I would never know the difference because he's that nice of a human. And he's always so faith-based. Like, even if he's not religious in any sense, he's just inspiring. He could have absolutely nothing and, and be completely certain that the next best thing's around the corner. And, um, I think the first time I met him, it was like fucking freezing at Clackamas Community College. And I'd given him like a day pass for the next day because it was the evening hours. And if it's past like midnight and you buy a day pass, it's good for the whole next day, which works really fucking well if you work night shift um, and you're on your way to work at like midnight. Okay. I mean, it does, it really works out well. And so <clears throat> he ended up needing gloves and having absolutely no place to stay. I mean, he's, he was homeless. And then I ended up getting him a pair of gloves cause I just happened to have an extra pair in my bag. And so I gave them to him 
And I told him that I gave him the day pass and I told him that, um, he just had to keep that faith and be like, I guess positive inside knowing that the things that you need the most will always come to you when you need them. And he, he told me, he started to cry and he said, thank you. I I was so cold and I'm going to sleep outside tonight and I didn't have any way to pay for the bus tomorrow and I have to try and get this thing with housing and he was just really worried, you know, and other times I'd run into him and he didn't have any socks and it would just so happen chance that my passenger, like I've had passengers give me socks for homeless people, um, or give me snacks. And I ran into him and he was cold on the 14 line. So I told him to come ride my bus and he sat down and we were chatting and I, I said, Oh, I have something for you if you need it. And it was a pair of socks and some, uh, I think it was like a couple of granola bars is what the gal gave me as she holds her sign up underneath 94th and Foster at the freeway entrance to try and pick up some, it's panhandling basically, but people give them to her and it works well. And so she just, to help other people, she'll randomly give the bus driver these items and then she'll go on her way. And it was just like minutes before I saw him sitting in a shelter, a bus shelter, uh, that she had come up to me and asked how I was doing and how much she missed me on the six and all this and that. And then she gave me the socks and the granola bars and dipped out. And then of course I picked Johnny up and I said, Hey, I have something for you if you need it. And I gave him some granola bars and you know, the pair of socks and he started crying again. And he said, I knew that I would see you today. And I knew that you would be giving me exactly what I need. He says, you always come through when I really have nothing and I have no faith left. And it was just so fucking cool, right? And I was right when I was going through all this shit with Jake that I ran into Johnny again. And this time I picked him up and he was wearing like, like decent clothing and he wasn't dirty and he had a fresh haircut and he had a jacket on. And I was like, Johnny, what's up, man? I haven't seen you. And he ended up telling me that, uh, a gentleman from a church had crossed paths with him and they were able to get him an apartment. And so the apartment is right off. It's actually, it's funny. It's called, uh, it's called Oregon. Uh, his home is Oregon in Oregon. So cute. Anyway, sorry, that was really corny. Um, <laughs> but he ended up telling me that, uh, they got him an apartment and he said, you know, they, they got him all these clothes that he needed because he didn't have any clothes and he kept getting robbed like god dude like it's fucking ruthless out there on the streets I mean this sweet old man kept getting mugged like they kept stealing his shit every time he'd fall asleep they'd steal his shit he never had what he needed it was always like so hard to like watch him struggle so I heard this amazing news and then today I picked him up again and he told me that he was really excited that he's getting furniture for his apartment. And he said, all this time I was so excited that I just got to be inside. And he's like, and now I get to have furniture. And he's like, it's my apartment. I get to live there. And I was just so fucking grateful. I was so thankful to see him do well. And that is the last little gem of positivity I wanted to pass on to you guys. Because the stories out there 
they, they tend to blend and maybe sometimes you don't get to connect the dots. Maybe you don't realize who Johnny is if you don't pay attention to people. But I go in circles all the time and I know voices and I know routine uh, gestures, movements, backpacks, fucking everything. Like I'm very lucky that I have a weird fucking brain that allows me to remember people the way that I do. Even though I think sometimes it's a hindrance, it actually does, it does help me. So just keep that in mind. Like things may be cloudy. They may be uncertain. You may have absolutely no idea how you're going to pick shit up and get this thing going. Like it just feels hopeless sometimes, but there's always going to be another part of your story and it never has to end now. It doesn't have to end ever because we can we continuously come back even after we die but who you are and everything that you've gone through is what makes your experience and your perspective so precious so don't ever forget your value that you're the only lens exactly like fitted to yours like you're the only fucking you who's had everything happen to them and experienced all the things exactly as you have so just remember that and Try and enjoy the rest of your night. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening to my podcast. I love you. I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Be safe. Bye. Hey, you guys. It's Kilowatt. I just wanted to fucking finish with like a beautiful little like end of note. And... At this very moment, we've got Mars and Aries, its ruler. Pluto at 17 degrees Capricorn with Jupiter. The biggest energy is going to come December 21st. And I just wanted to prepare you. It's going to be a long six months. Chiron's retrograde at five degrees Aries. And I'm listing off the degrees the zodiac signs in case you have any planets in those particular areas uh if you don't know your birth chart you can go to astro.com enter in your birth details that would indicate your time location date and then create like a standard birth chart which i'm pretty sure i went through but if i haven't i'll go through it tomorrow but each Each sign symbol is like a communication of energy. (sighs) Pluto and Jupiter going forward. And they're going to be conjunct vertex, which in a collective chart, is faded meaning Abe Lincoln being shot was faded Christopher Columbus 
was faded, no matter how horrible he was. This is all as it should be. And I am hesitant to say that because there's a lot of ugly things that happen in this life. Like, I didn't want my kid to be fucking raped at six. I didn't want to be in an abusive marriage. Like, I didn't want to watch a marriage that I loved die. I didn't want my best friend to die. There's so many worse things that could have happened in my life. And I know that if they ever did, it was meant to be. And that's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow, right? If any of you listen to me and you know that I subscribe to the concept of reincarnation. Please forgive me while I light a cigarette and drink a squirt. I'm attempting at cutting back at drinking. So it'll take me a little bit, but I'm working on it. Um, I found that as I preach to my kid about not numbing, it's important that I try not to numb as much myself. Hold on. Is someone that subscribes to the notion of reincarnation. I just dropped my cigarette, so hold on. I'm going to go grab one more. Oh, I have them. I'm standing under the light of a full moon. I mean, now it's waning, so it, waning means it's dying down. Waxing as it's building. As I stand under the light of this full moon... Recent eclipse in Gemini, 8 degrees, one thirty-six a.m. Pacific Coast time. Yesterday, so the 30th, that's when it happened. I say that because I also firmly subscribe to the belief of soul wounding. There are soul contracts placed between energies and a desire to understand so I talk about my recurrent dream of me being hit and killed by a bus is it only fitting that I would be a bus driver (laughs) the anger that someone would feel and the understanding of what it is and how easy it could be from being a bus operator And knowing that every fucking moment of you being visual is so essential. And there could be one moment. Like had that that one instinctual moment not hit me at Rose Quarter back in 2013. I was running an eight. The older gentleman that got on at the VA hospital, who I know is going for cancer treatments, gets on. He's slow. I don't push him because I understand why. I've talked to him many times. And so he sits like he always does at the very front and center so I can talk with him. And we're chatting and it's a great conversation. And he wishes me well and happy holidays. And then we get to Rose Quarter and he's about to hop off so we can get his son at the max over by the airport because he lives up in Vancouver and his son 
picks him up every time he goes for cancer treatments at Vancouver because he insists that he's well enough to travel via transit. And so at Rose Quarter, he gets off at the eight-line stop. I'm headed east, away from the river, toward Degum and 15th, Lloyd Center. Just about to go up the hillside through the light. And as he exits, I notice he's super slow. And it's been something I've been aware of because he just went through chemo and radiation and all these awful things that they do to try and cure cancer, which seems so weird. But apparently necessary. And he steps out and he turns and he looks at me and he waves. And then I'm checking, you know, as I go because I had a few trainers show me like, this is how you do it. This is how you keep on time. And I was just starting to figure out how to be on time. Mind you, I went like a year being 30 minutes late everywhere I went. It was awful. I was a slow learner, as I usually am. Thank you, Saturn. And um, I, as I'm doing my deep scanning to my left out my side window, I do a quick, like deep scan and I turn and I look to the passenger wheel and I look you know to and fro and I make sure no one's coming and as soon as I'm about to release the brake and go forward to catch the light I get a feeling and I stopped and I thought to myself where did he go he wasn't that fast he just got off where is he he usually catches the red line to the airport, and I'm looking over there, and I don't see him. He doesn't have a cane or a walker. He's just slow. And I thought, that's weird. So I secure my bus, and I commit to the light of being red, and I'm going to be late now, which means I'll miss the 70 headed to Sutherland. And that could potentially be the last one of the night. I don't really know what day of the week it was. I just know it was, like, really intense. When I get out of my bus and I'm looking and I look down to the left just underneath the dual tire and I see a tennis shoe. And this gentleman whom I've been driving throughout his cancer treatments rolled his ankle and fell underneath the front of my bus. And I didn't see it because I was deep scanning. And that's where it lies. That's where he lied. That's where he laid there screaming, please stop, someone help. His voice was too weak because of the cancer treatments. And I remember thinking to myself, this is why I listened to myself before I listened to anyone else. Because had I just gone and caught the light, I would have killed that man. And so I got out of my trainee mindset and I took on the role of an operator who was responsible for other people. And I helped him up and we called for uh, road soup and we checked him out to see if he needed medical. It was ruled as a non-PA because it was obviously not my fault. And nothing was said, nothing was done. And as I listen to the stories of my coworkers where they just feel so like, there's so many times where we'll save people's lives. And no one says shit to us. No one says anything. 
I mean, people bitch at us for being late and they roll their eyes and they look at their watch, but they don't see us hovering at a turn lane on a green light to ensure that the children make it across because we know they're going to run. They don't see us hovering in the right of way of traffic about to swing right to catch a, you know, a go at the red because we know that the kids are running across the street and we sit and wait to make sure that they're safely across before we go. And we beep our horn in case a bike full of fucking materials and a wagon are coming for you down at, you know, the six line at MLK and Decom. Like there's so many instances in a day where we'll save people's lives and no one fucking cares. I would have liked to see some type of gold star for a moment like that. And that's not why I did it. I did it because it was the right thing to do. But that's the point is that you get people that are there to do the right thing. And then you sit there and you abuse them. You talk about their on-time performance. When they call in for an accident on I-5, they go and they check the CAD to see what time you left the garage first. They don't actually take your word for grant, like for truth. They just check to see if you're lying first. And I get that. That's supervisor role. But second, dispatch and the bus operators are the heart and the blood of the city. They, dispatch is like the heart and, and the bus drivers are like the fucking veins and arteries. And they control where we go. They pump power to us and they tell us what to do next. So that was some of the tangent I wanted to share, but there are so many moments today that happen like that and I never share them, but I, you guys are getting the like quiet, poetic kilowatt. I'm cutting down my alcohol so I get way more poetic in the twilight zone. (laughs) like under the moon and I start talking astrology and I get all poetic but this is just me and I'm different in all times of the day so welcome but I didn't publicly post this because I wanted you to get a firm understanding of what a day of mine is like what my thoughts are and just understand that I'm a human too, and so are a a ton of other bus operators, and we just, we feel so much throughout the day, and sometimes it serves us better to not feel anything at all, so we turn robotic, and I'd like to encourage you, if you are a bus operator, to stop being a robot and start feeling with your heart, and let your intuition guide you, because mine does. And it saves lives every day. And it saves lives in numerous ways, be it talking someone from jumping off a bridge. (sighs) Chrissy, my friend, who everybody calls us twins, spent an evening talking a man from jumping off an overpass. And she ended up killing herself. She took all the pills. And she called me that night and I was hiding 
in the backyard at a protest. And I couldn't come to her. I didn't know that she needed me. But she also led her life with her intuition. And she saw him jump over that barrier and she stopped her bus and she got off that bus and she talked him down by offering him a cigarette because she was too fucking stressed out to deal with all of it. And she said, fuck it, I'm gonna have a cigarette. And he asked if she had an extra one. And she said, only if you come over here and talk to me. And she killed herself last month with a 16 year old son. So no, we're not robots and we're humans and we deserve love and compassion just like you do. And I'd like to invite you to treat your bus driver with love and compassion like we treat you. And if for some reason we don't, please forgive us and and try and put yourself in the lens of what we see every day. So once again, it's your girl Kilowatt for past my bedtime and I'm on my way. I'm going to go to bed. I love you. I hope you have a good day tomorrow. Be safe.